You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Happy Monday. How are you doing? Oh, uh, you know, it's been a weekend so far. That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're getting by. We're just, you know, a little rough night, late at work, and yeah. Mm. The hubs got into a little little fender bender. Well, I wouldn't say little, actually. The car is pretty, pretty dented in, pretty bad in the back, and unfortunately, the person responsible decided to uh, not face consequences and took off mm. and uh so that's where we're sitting right now but thankfully he has no life-threatening injuries or anything like that so um but you know we're a little bit uh today sure you know, yeah yeah that's a thing <laughs> yeah but uh it looks like he'll be all right it's just gonna take a little bit of time to get everything back in operation and of course i'm gonna keep a close eye on him to make sure nothing's actually wrong but yeah, it was the start of my day at like one in the morning. Sure. I guess it was mm-hmm. <laughs> that that happened. But all in all, we're all going to live, it looks like. And that's the most important thing. For sure. Nobody's limbs were falling off or anything like that. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. So I, be safe out there, people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, while we're talking of uh, careful, I mean, I hope nobody we knew or know got roofied at twitchcon from what we're hearing yeah, yeah i was uh seeing some very disturbing tweets today as i uh started it off and apparently there was a few confirmations that it actually happened i guess at a couple of the after parties and uh, and, and i don't have any i didn't do a lot of research because i just saw this over the last 15 minutes or so um so you can correct me if i'm wrong if they were twitch sponsored events or just after parties that were happening whilst the TwitchCon was going on. Um, but I did see Ammunition post a tweet um, showing a picture of a bunch of beers just lined up in an open container on a bar for people to just come up and grab. And this doesn't sound like the safest of situations, obviously. And no, no, we're no. starting to see some reports that that uh, turned out a little sideways for some people. So mm-hmm. for those of you that reported that happened to you, I'm really sorry. I hope your health is okay. And um, it seems like, thankfully, some of them are was reading. They, they had a lot of good friends around them that ended up taking care of them for the ones that I saw. So outside of the actual being drugged, it seems like they're going to be okay. Um, and that nothing physically terrible happened to them that I, that I've seen so far. So let's hope be safe men and women. Don't just take open container drinks that you've not seen made or anything like that. Um, I'm kind of, beside myself that that's even a way that we would try to serve drinks at any kind of party especially in today's society but uh so so be safe if you're i mean twitchcon's gonna be over by the time you hear this but 
any kind of con or after party if that's how they're serving drinks uh just i wouldn't partake no i wouldn't partake it's ridiculous that after everything we've seen we've talked about over the last few years about shit like this happening it's still happening (laughs) you know that these people just still have it in their heads like you know what sounds good today rape so let's right. let's let's make that happen. Or even some of them are probably just doing it because they just think it's funny that they're drugging some other individual, whatever the the sick mind is that's going behind wanting to do this sort of thing and actually following through with it. You're you're a sick asshole, and mm-hmm. I wish only the worst things on you. I know that might be rough to say, but like, give me a freaking break. You're no, I think you're in the not right. an honorable human being if that's the way you want to conduct yourself in public and and harm another individual. Yeah, um, yeah, just be very safe out there, men and women. If if you're going to any kind of aftercon parties and this is how they're setting up drinks, I I would just decline on the drinks. For just sure. don't do it. Mm-hmm. So outside of all this drama, what have you been playing? So the the, the nice way to open the the, the podcast today, nice yeah. and uplifting and fuzzy good vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing? Oh, let's see. What have I been playing this week? Well, one of them was, of course, Groundhog's Day in VR, which I won't go into too much uh, right now, uh, but... So far, so good on that one. I've still been playing this War of Mine. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you why. I just keep coming back to that game these last couple of weeks. They they put out that new story mode, and it just reminded me that game was there, and I've been still trying to get through some of those scenarios, um, having a good time with it. I don't know that I've really branched out of much more. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to dive into that dating simulator from KFC, the finger looking good time or what now I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head because it was released free this week um haven't had time so but it 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 will get played don't you worry we'll probably talk about it next week because I'll actually have time to play it this week coming up I heard it's not very long like a couple three hours at best Mm. so I could easily get that knocked out in one sitting or at least one playthrough I have no idea if they're even going to try to make it a game where a second playthrough is warranted. I can't imagine that much time went into it since it's free and clearly a marketing ploy, but I'll let you know next week, (laughs) you know, and it's free. You probably could tell me already. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's, uh, that's been my gaming this week. Kind of light on it. Right. How about you? Well, I've actually uh, been putting a little bit of extra time into Days Gone. Been trying to weasel out a, at least an hour or two a night. You know, I'll just kind of sit down, relax for a little bit. And then at some point I'll be like, no, I'm, I'm going to play my game. You know, I, I'm not trying to run off anybody in the house, but I want to play the game. I don't have mm-hmm. any other time to play it. I feel like I've been putting all my time and energy elsewhere. And I decided this week I want to play the game. I'm going to play the game. We're going to so, get through this. Yeah. So I've been putting in a lot of time. What I've been doing and having a lot of fun doing with the game is hunting mm-hmm. hordes, which might sound insane to some people, but I finally... Yeah, especially since last week. Yeah, last week I was... I com- you talked about how it was a, <laughs> yeah, it, a little bit of a cramp in the in the gameplay there for you. Sure, but now that I've I've experienced it a few times... And started really getting in there. I was like, you know what? I, I can do this, you know, because I started looking up strategies and trying to figure out if there was something I needed to know. Maybe I was doing something mm. wrong. And, 
you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, build your stamina, make sure you've got plenty of weapons, all this other stuff. So I was like, okay, I, I can do that. I, I can make sure that I'm prepared for when I do encounter them and don't go in half cocked or anything like that. And once I started trying to, like, I started coming across some randomly and I was like, oh, okay. And I don't even remember the last one I mentioned. I know, I think I mentioned last week that I had really faced my first one and it was pretty big and it was insane Mm -hmm. but this time it was a it's a cross pollination of i would come across them randomly like i'd just be riding around and then all of a sudden they'd come out of nowhere and i'm like oh shit and then other times i would actually actively seek them like if i could find out Mm -hmm. where they were hiding because they're usually during the day they're hiding out in a cave sleeping so you can go in there while they're sleeping and just kind of get the drop on them. And I, I've gotten a crafting uh, recipe for, uh, what is it, like proximity mines. So I'll set one right by mm-hmm. the door and then chuck in a, a Molotov and be like, see ya. And then, of course, it'll stir them up and they'll come running straight at me and then kaboom. So that's always fun. But I've, yeah. I've just started finding these strategies on how to take, how to actually engage them and take care of them. And I've I've been really actively seeking them out and always hoping that I'll come across one because it's been a lot of fun that that intensity you know it's like I really can do it because I came across this one near a gas station and there were like uh, infestation nests and I I was you know I knew that there was something there and I needed to get the the nests out but they were all kind of clumped together in this gas station but there were a lot of these freakers running around. I was like, how am I going to do this? You know, because I could tell there was a horde nearby. Because every time I'd stir the pot, I'd get bum rushed. So sure. I had to kind of get in there quietly, sneakily, and just start, you know, tearing everything up. And then eventually, once I got the last one, all that was left was the horde. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take these guys down. I'm, I'm here. By God, I'm going to take them down. I, I wasted all of my ammo, all of my my throwables, and then I was just I was left with just a small little herd. You know, they were I mean it was mm-hmm. maybe like 10, 15. I was like, come on, man. I need something. So I was scrounging for anything. Yeah. And I got desperate and I was like, screw it, I'm gonna use my bike. So I just started running straight into them and just knocking them down. But my bike can only take so much damage. And then my uh-huh. bike was sitting at 30%. And I was like, if I go any farther, I'm not going to have any way to get out of here. If, you know, this should be without gas yeah. sitting there. Yeah. So what am I going to do? Well, stupidly, I forgot I had a ammo satchel on the back of my bike for all of my ammo needs. And then I was like, son uh, of a bitch. So I, well, then that should make you feel good that you made it that far. Yeah, yeah, I did. And didn't actually need your backup that you forgot about. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I remembered that, I loaded up and then finished them off. So I was like, yay. There you go. But see, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Just, just Like you planned it out the whole time. Yeah. But I feel like right <laughs> now I've gotten uh, farther enough in the game that if I encounter any more or if... I'm sure there are ones that are going to be even more challenging because I did run into one at a sawmill. And you may remember this from some of the promotional materials. It's humongous. Gigantic. Like, I actually thought that there was maybe a, I guess, a certain amount that there needed to be. But there were some that I came across that didn't really seem like they were all that large. Like, it was a, it was mm-hmm. a huddle of them, but... 
20, 30 at most. And I was like, okay, oh, wow. well, that's that's manageable. And then, of course, I go to the solid mill, which I did that out of sheer curiosity. I was like, oh, what is this place? And I just kind of was searching around. It was quiet. And then suddenly out of the corner of my ear, I hear, Bleh! just like this massive screaming thing. And I was yeah. like, what is this? So I climb up and I look over and then down in this pit is just this massive amount of them. And I was like, I'm going to leave now. And it was too late. I don't know. <laughs> does it have a save feature? It does, yeah. Or is it auto save? Uh, it's like, can you save whenever you want? You can uh, do like a quick save on your bike, and then see. I think I would have had to have done a quick save and then just tried to see how many I could take out before I went down. Yeah, like you do in Hitman. Sure, you know, mm. and you're like, oh, there's too many people here. We've got to try to take all of them. Out. And that's that's been one of my boons for the game is I f- sometimes forget to quick save <laughs> and I it makes me so angry when I've gone so far auto and, save has made us lazy yeah. yeah and do certain things and then I just because all it is is a press of a triangle as soon as you get on your bike quick save doom done but you just don't think about it now it will auto save at certain points automatically just depending on what you've done but it's hit or miss as to when that actually happens like I don't know what is triggering the autosave because when I'll come back to a spot if I forgot to save I'm like so what did I do here that it autosaved so I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know okay but it's been a lot of fun I, I probably uh, I spoke to Todd about it because he was asking where I was and he said I probably have maybe 10 to 15 hours left of the the game oh, the wow. story anyway yeah and uh so I've been trying to- so maybe by next week Depends because I'm one of those yeah. completionist types that I've I've been spending a lot of time on the you know getting all this other stuff done. Like today, I was collecting all the collectibles that I could while taking out hordes. You know, if I should happen to run across them, I did run across one horde, and I was so mad because it didn't trigger as like you've killed this horde. And I'm like, but I killed everything here, and this was clearly a horde. So what the hell? Yeah. So I'm hoping that wasn't a glitch. I hope maybe it was just, maybe it just was a very large group of them, but it's very, it yeah. felt like a horde to me. You know, I've seen yeah. hordes smaller than what I took down, so I don't know. I was a little frustrated by that. But yeah, regardless, I've been doing a lot of that. So I think now where I'm at, I think I've got two hordes left in these one main areas that I've been to. And then the third area mm-hmm. that I'm in story mode right now. I'm just going to kind of go back there, I guess, now until I can, because I don't know. I've been trying using, you know, guides to kind of get me in an area to where they are. Mm -hmm. And some of them have been hit or miss. Like they'll say, hey, you go to this place and that's where it's at. And it's like, this is clearly not where this thing is because this has everything you're explaining is not what this area is. So I don't know what the hell you're looking for or what you're telling me to look Mm. for. So... Yeah. I don't know how to find them, and they have said that the hordes kind of move a, a lot. So if they're at night, they're out. If it, it's daytime, they should be in their cave. But I can't seem to find some of them, so I don't know. Okay. I'm trying to figure that out. But I tell you what I do want to do. This is just this is something I have not played, but I really, really want to play that Untitled Goose game. I've seen a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, I've been watching some of it. Yeah, that just seems it does look cute. a lot of fun. I would like to play it. Unfortunately, I'd have to get it on PC at the moment because it's only PC and Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So, 
But it looks like a lot of fun. I would really like to get oh my, my hands gosh. on it. Oh my gosh. It really does. Like, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the streamer Nigellin on Mixer. If you're not, you should be. She's lovely. But I caught her playing it. And I came in right at a scene. I guess you can just be the biggest dick of a goose if you really want to. (laughs) And I was just watching her with this goose. Like, she had a bow on. And I so I missed how she got the bow, right? Mm -hmm. But then, like, one of the people in the game would see the bow on the goose and would steal it back and just the sheer back and forth of her using the goose to steal like a slipper and then they would get pissed and drop the bow and then steal the bow Mm. and then do all these little honorary things I'm like oh my god I can't remember the last time I was laughing so hard at just this little goose going around just being an asshole and it was just (laughs) like it was so funny but apparently the puzzles are really cute and well done Mm. um and and yeah it just it just seems like the most ridiculous concept but it looks like a lot of fun oh yeah for sure and everyone i know that's tried it um apparently is just really enjoying it so if you want to see some maybe i'll get my hands on it one day mm-hmm. if you want to see somebody having fun with it uh i watched the video game donkey did a video for it and that was pretty hilarious it was like just enforced yeah. more that i wanted to play it because i wanted to play it before but then seeing mm-hmm. reviews and then watching someone actually play it and do like you were talking about Nagellan doing. I was like, uh-huh. yeah, I, I got to play this. This looks It does look like a fun. lot of fun. I have a backlog right now, but that, I mean, that's just always how my life is going to be, I think, until I die. Um, but uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah. It might be one of those I'll pick up on a cheap sale and just mess around with. But it does look cute. It really does. I mean, they've, they've said it doesn't take very long to play. So, I mean, you could do that and just kind of swing in and take two right. hours out like of your on day one of those days i only have a couple three hours to stream or something and just throw it up mm. or whatever yeah uh, well let's talk about some news i've got uh two big stories uh believe it or not ooh. and i'd say two big but one well we knew it was going to come up but this first one i kind of feel like this is uh, half news half uh history lesson like we've done in the past where we talk about the history of something because sure. you have to have this history to really understand what this story is about. Context is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the first story is we all seem to notice, or at least I have, I don't know if the rest of you have, that lawsuits are all the rage in the gaming industry right now. You know? Oh, man. Yeah. One week. Nin- it's like an award. Sure. You get one and you've made it, baby. I mean, Nintendo's been <laughs> fighting the ROM thieves. Uh, next week, Riot Games is fighting sexual harassment suits and before you know it ea is going to be suing las vegas for cutting in on their gambling action that might be the case you know or vice versa the state of nevada versus (laughs) yeah (laughs) like hey we had it first right but before any of that happens bandai namco is actually butting heads with at games who you may know for making the little mini plug-and-play game consoles and a few arcade cabinets Mm -hmm. uh I would, not to really shit on them, but they're they're kind of mediocre plug-and-play games. They're not the, like, I wouldn't compare their quality to something like what Nintendo did uh, or Sega did with their mini consoles or anything like that. It's just they're kind of yeah. cheaply made, kind of, put the games out. There you go. Yeah. But anyway, despite that, uh, they are butting heads over the rights of a long-standing video game character, Ms. Pac-Man. And this is a, oh, a no. bit complicated, so I'm going to try to break it down where hopefully everyone understands. Now, there's a lot that I kind of learned along the research here. So first of all, 
Miss Pac-Man, if you didn't know, is a mod. She was actually developed by a company called General Computer Corporations during the time that Pac-Man was, you know, very popular. They had developed a mod for Missile Command called Super Missile Command, and Atari didn't like that, so they sued them. (laughs) And as part of their settlement, they were barred from selling future conversion kits without consent from the original game manufacturer. But if they could get the consent, then they could sell it to them, and then they could move it along. So, GCC came to Bali Midway with a game called Crazy Auto that they'd been working on, which was kind of a a mod of Pac-Man. And they kind of retooled it and reworked it, and eventually became Miss Pac-Man. And once she found her way into arcades, it was a smash hit. Everyone loved it, you know, and it was a huge hit with women, obviously, which was already kind of... I didn't know this, but Pac-Man was a huge hit with women as well. So this just gave them something more to kind of latch on to. Right. Now, obviously, when something is a hit, everyone wants money because they feel entitled to it. So the then-known just Namco took Midway and GCC to court, citing that the game was produced without Namco's consent, since they actually own the rights to Pac-Man. And Bali Midway was kind of like their uh, mediator for games and arcades in the States. So just a little bit more context there, just to understand. Now, mm-hmm. the game being produced without Namco's consent was actually something that was refuted by one of the modders, citing that Namco actually was kind of embarrassed that their mod was doing better than their original creation. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they just like, Screw you, man. Nuggle, please. Nuggle. We had it first. Take my ball going home. So eventually, arrangements were made where Midway could or would receive royalties on Miss Pac-Man, and then Midway could do whatever they wanted in terms of paying GCC for the mod. So it was up to them. Like Namco said, as long as I'm getting a cut of the money, you guys do whatever you want, and we'll just leave it at that. And then everybody was like, okay, cool. So all was right in the world in the 80s. Now you fast forward to now, and it seems that the now-known Bandai Namco has actually been trying to secure the full rights to Ms. Pac-Man from GCC. But then at At Games, they swooped in like a hawk and acquired interest in Ms. Pac-Man in the IP. Oh, boy. And more specifically, yeah. it's the royalty interest. So when Miss Pac-Man work is used on a commercial level, they will now get a mm-hmm. cut like GCC was. Bandai Namco alleged that At Games had purposefully interfered in negotiations to shore up an already complicated rights issue, and that this isn't the first time Bandai Namco had a pending lawsuit against the company since At Games has been making plug-and-play Miss Pac-Man games in the past without what they consider a proper license, and that's according to a federal lawsuit that was filed by Bandai Namco. So this is really a nutshell version of what's going on, (laughs) and hopefully it's kind of cleared up, but it does seem kind of like a dick move. You know, if they've been working with the GCC and then this other company says, hey, we're going to buy those those, uh, royalty rights from you, and we're going to acquire that interest... And then we'll worry about the rest of it later. So it, it did kind of seem like they just kind of were cock blocking uh, Bandai yeah. and go. I don't, yeah. It, I feel like that's been a lot this week, too. Yeah, yeah. So, which might be another story you got going on, but damn. Maybe. 
poor Miss Packard. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize <laughs> that she didn't really have an official owner, you know? I mean, we all just yeah, kind of no. assume that about it's it. a popular IP. Somebody must own it, but she's actually sure. been kind of owned by several people of interest, and that's about it. So, hmm. well, that's it. And, and, and when we know more, we'll update you, but that's as it is right. stands right now, that's what's going on. We'll see what happens with her, yeah. Mm. Uh, the next story I've got, again, a little mouthy, but it's trying to break down a lot that's going on because uh, Sony's latest state of play was last week, and while there were so many announcements that kind of came through, like new VR games and, and mm-hmm. some other games that they were kind of promoting, none compared to the anticipation regarding The Last of Us Part Two, because that's what everyone wanted oh to know Oh, my about. God, right? What did we- Have you already requested off work? Or? Well, I should. Yeah, I mean, it, it's possible. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, man. We got to see new gameplay, new footage. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, we got that release date, February 21st, 2020. Mm-hmm. And we also got an official synopsis. So here is the story as they tell it. Five years after their dangerous journey across the post-pandemic United States, Joel and Ellie have settled down in Jackson, Wyoming. Living amongst the thriving community of survivors has allowed them peace and stability despite a constant threat of the infected and other more desperate survivors. When a violent event disrupts that peace, Ellie embarks on a relentless journey to carry out justice and find closure. As she hunts those responsible one by one, she is confronted with the devastating physical and emotional repercussions of her actions. Now, I know we saw Joel. Yes. Something tells me he is the the trigger for this. He will die. Okay, I, I did. This is not spoilers. This is speculation. I guarantee. Right, we're just we're just spitballing ideas yeah. here from what we got. Yeah. I feel like he's gonna die, and then she goes on a or rampage. The girlfriend. I was wondering if they'd go that. Well, way. Well, see, I you know that was a, a another theory that I heard that she would be the one, but I feel like her emotional tie to Joel. Definitely much more longer lasting yeah. to this point anyway, yes. And and there may be something that happened to her. It could be to both of them for that matter. You know, Joel could die and True. she could be roofied by TwitchCon people. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> but we don't know. Anyway, that's all speculation. Uh, we haven't heard yep. anything. It's just, I'm just spitballing here. Anyway, yep. um, all week, Naughty Dog has been dropping information about the game. Uh, one, they say it is the longest and most ambitious game they've ever made, which is evident since the game will be on two discs. Oh, wow. No yeah. word yet on the file size compared to Red Dead Redemption 2. So will it be equal size? Will it be different? I mean, granted, they're not mm-hmm. the same as far as open world because Last of Us 2 will not be open world. Fairly linear. Yeah. Yeah. But I have no doubt that the stuff that they put in this game is going to need that beefier, more intense mm-hmm. uh, capabilities because it already looks gorgeous, but it's some of the yeah, other does. things that they said they're going to be doing in the game might add to some of the, the gigabytes that are going with it. So one thing that uh, they did say the game will not have is multiplayer, which split fans down the middle. I don't need it. But yeah, I'm one of those that it didn't affect. Yeah. I never played the multiplayer on the first one. So we'll see when when fans yeah. went crazy about it. Naughty Dog did stress the ambition behind this project. 
you know, saying this is a big game. You know, we like. Yeah, like this is still going to be a great yeah, game, guys. I'm sorry. Like, is what they're saying. You know, like it. Mm-hmm. So don't don't. We're allowed single player experiences. Exactly. Just let it be. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> uh, however, in that same uh, explanation of no multiplayer, they did kind of hint at a separate project that could possibly satiate those faction fans. Now, again, this is speculation on my part. There was nothing said official or anything like that, but something tells me there that there may be making a separate multiplayer game in the world of The Last of Us, just to say mm-hmm. here's here's that single player experience. If you love that multiplayer thing, it's it's right over here. You can because they knew people were gonna yeah. be like this about it. So I have I have yeah. I'm speculating on that as well. I feel like that's something we're gonna see sometime down the road, uh, either prior to or after the game's release. Who knows. Uh, Todd mentioned an interview with Neil Druckmann speaking about the game's AI and how it's extensively learning. For example, you can't hide in a bush and just expect not to be seen. If you are kind of sticking out, you will be seen. This is not like other Ah. games where it's just like, oh, I'm hiding in the bush. (laughs) Ah, You can't get me and your head's clearly sticking out. No, they will see you. If you are not completely 100% hidden, you will be seen. And they will call people to your location. This is where they're at. They will tell people where you're running to if they see you. There's a, it's a very oh, wow. coordinated right. AI mm-hmm. keeping you on your toes, keeping you moving. And another thing I found interesting he mentioned was that all characters in the game, the uh, NPCs and your enemies, are somebody. They're not just randos with no names. They have names. They have personalities. They have families. And if you kill somebody, say you killed John and John's wife comes by, she will make note of that and freak out and she'll have a death wish for you. Okay, see, that already sounds like you're getting rid of multiplayer, but all of this sounds really cool. Yeah, so... Something that I've not seen done yet. Exactly. So it's go- you're going to have to be more strategic in how you approach this game because... People are going to be hunting you. They're yeah. not going to just like walk it. away and be like, oh, well, I don't know where she went. No, they will hunt yeah, you. Yeah, I totally forgot about you two seconds later. Yeah. yeah. So Must have just been a rock. I don't know. Huh? What? Huh? And, huh? No, and this is, and I'm not saying this to shit on Days Gone, but it's it's got that same, like you could run right by Most somebody. Most every stealth game does, yeah. though, and they're just like, to this point. Huh? What was that? It's like, dude, you waited out long enough or duck at the right time and you're just golden. Mm-hmm. So, again, not to shit on the game. I'm just saying that comparatively, I don't want to see that. Like, if I'm in the corner right. of their eye, then I better be expect to be seen. So salt may ensue, but I, I'm intrigued by the mechanic. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm sure I'll get pissed off about it at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, it does, I still like it. I still enjoy the the thought behind it. We'll see how it's executed. But that also makes you wonder what else they've added into it. Like what other AI components are going to be in play here? Because that's already kind of extensive and impressive. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see what else. I mean, got. the only time I've ever really heard of that was what, with Alien, mm-hmm. because the Alien would kind of adapt if you were doing the the same things over and over again to try to hide, right, or right. you know, in this cabinet or walking through this area, it, it could adjust. But this seems like on a much larger scale, of course. Right. So I, I I'm I'm excited to see how it's executed for sure. 
Uh, finally, pre-orders went up uh, with the usual plethora of options. You have your standard $59.99 that comes with a PSN avatar as a pre-order bonus. Then you have the special edition that comes in a steel book with six PSN avatars, dynamic theme, and a 48-page art book for $79.99 with an ammo capacity upgrade and crafting training manual as a pre-order bonus. Then we move into the collector's edition, which comes with the aforementioned items, plus six pins, five stickers, digital soundtrack, and art book a lithograph art print, a replica of Ellie's bracelet, and a 12-inch statue of Ellie, plus a thank you letter from Naughty Dog, all for the low, low price of $169.99. That's actually cheaper than I was thinking it was going to be. When you said, like, the 12-inch figure mm-hmm. and all this stuff, I'm like, holy crap, that's a $200 thing, I bet. Oh, but there's more. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, we also have <laughs> We also have the Ellie edition... That comes with all that other stuff, plus Mm -hmm. an embroidered patch, a 7-inch vinyl record, and a replica of Ellie's backpack. Is it canvas? I mean, it looks looks legit. (laughs) It looks like a canvas backpack. All right, we'll see what happens. I I know. Well, I, I don't see Naughty Dog making that mistake, trust me. I hope not. Yeah. How much would you pay for that? Well, I'm content to buy a base game and call it a day because all this other stuff just sounds like something I'm never going to find a place for in my home and get upset that I'm constantly moving it around. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I'm thinking $2.250 for that. Uh, $249.99. And as of recording, uh, they've all sort of sold out of pre-orders. So uh, you may have to kind of keep your eye on it if that is something that interests you. Or check eBay if you want to pay four times the price. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, I would personally, like me personally, I think I would want that 251 only for the backpack because it did look like a sweet backpack, but I would also be kind yeah. of hesitant because of the de- backpack debacle with Bethesda. So, but again, I would, I would. Well, and that, and you're not really allowed to take backpacks anywhere. You would need a backpack anymore. Yeah, that's true. So I'm just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, the backpack would be cool, but you know yeah i'm like you i would just unless you're traveling i guess yeah just give me the game i'll be fine i don't need all the yeah. other stuff it's it's not that big a deal not knocking those who like to collect all that stuff it's just at my age i've realized what i actually do with these collectible things and it just ends up being more stress and clutter in my life yeah. <laughs> so uh the last little thing <laughs> i wanted to add as a bonus along with this mm-hmm. is someone found a very interesting easter egg while playing a demo of the game because oh, some yeah. members of the press got to got to get their hands on it and play mm-hmm. it uh, after this announcement. Apparently, there was a room within the game that contains old VHS porn. Okay. Now, as I understand it... In the connection? Yeah, okay. As I understand it, once Ellie sees the tapes, she'll actually pick them up and read off some of the names she sees. And it's Perfect. what the names kind of reflect that are the interesting Easter eggs... Uh, one is called Dong of the Wolf, which references the fictional movie from the first game, Dawn of the Wolf. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I actually forgot I about that, do to not. be honest. Yeah. And then the other one, which I thought was very clever, Smash Brandy's Cooch, which is definitely oh, a play on Crash Bandicoot. I love it. Oh, God. <laughs> It's so awful and so good at the same time. Right. Dude, porn names sometimes are just the best. They are. They really are. I mean, you got to give them credit for being that creative. Yes. Yes. 
Oh dear. So, well, GG for finding that whoever it yeah, was. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, all of that, and uh, it was it was. I'm looking forward to the game. It's all I know. Mm-hmm. I really am. I too. think it would yeah. be one. I almost feel like I need to play the first one again. I think I played through it once when it was new, and I haven't touched it since. So I bet you it would almost feel like. I mean, aside from me already knowing the major plot points, mm-hmm. um, like playing it all over again. Yeah, I think I would, just just to kind of have that that feel about it and refresher. Yeah, but I think that would be a day one buy for me. I, I feel confident and comfortable about that. Yeah, so. I feel like they do solid games regardless sure. too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I I I have a feeling this will not let us down. Sure. All right, let's do some quickets. Because I got a few, I got a lot actually, but uh, the Apple Arcade was such an amazing idea that Google wished they had come up with it first. And through that wish, Google Play Pass <laughs> arrived for four ninety nine, yes. and you can download mm. over 350 ad-free apps from the Play Store. Now keep that in mind, not just games, apps. So there are games yeah. like Stardew Valley, Limbo, Knights of the Old Republic, which is, I mean, that's good, solid lineup. Sure. Uh, and then you can get stuff like AccuWeather. If you want to know, you want a good weather app on your phone. I was going to say, doesn't everyone's phone, like, come auto-loaded with a weather app these days? Yeah, but if you want a good one, you know, not just what they stick you with. <laughs> So. Dude, it's already more than I do. I usually just stick my head out of the door and decide if I need a shirt or not. Or a shirt always. Okay, a sweatshirt <laughs> or not. <laughs> a shirt always. Yeah. Oi, vey, more coffee for me. Um, yeah, that's how I do my weather. Is it raining? Is it not? And I barely even look anything up. But, I mean, obviously, that's the smart way to go about it. What does it feel like outside? Go stick your head outside. Exactly. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the best weather engagement you can have. I mean, in, unless you start to get to like where the seasons are shifting and it's probably like 100 degrees during the day and then 32 at mm-hmm. night, in which case we've talked about this. Just leave a sweatshirt in the car, man. I mean, I, I do use mine just to make sure if it's going to rain or anything like that or if I need to look ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. But for the day, you're going to know. Um, yeah. The PlayStation 5 is said to consume less power in an effort to combat climate change. Okay. So good, good for them being green. It'll be $1,000, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll save on your energy bill. Sony and Annapurna Interactive revealed Watam, which is a new game from Kaita Takahashi, the creator of Katamari Damacy. The game will release for the PS4 in December. I never played no, Katamari like Damacy, so, but I've always heard good I things. I not either. I'm vaguely familiar with that developing team, though, and I, I feel like I've always in, enjoyed the, the few things that I've tried. So. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully they'll they'll re-release that game and we can all play it. And that would be fun. I'd like to play mm-hmm. it. Um, L.A. Noir: The VR Case Files was ex- unexpectedly released on PSVR last week during that whole state of play. They have fun. I thought it was very janky on the PC VR, so I can't imagine the PlayStation is uh, helping matters any. Yeah, but uh, good for them, I guess. I, I mean, it was cute. It was fun. I couldn't finish it though. It was just it was too rough mm-hmm. for me. I mean, I did kind of want to go back and play L.A. Noir when they re-released it on the PlayStation 4, but I wasn't mm-hmm. dying to do it either. It was just like, you know, if I see it... Oh, the game itself is fantastic. Yeah, it's just the, VR the VR version. Sure. Yeah. So I, I was also kind of weary about that as well because of the... I saw some videos. It's a little rough. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was like I, I remember trying it and I played it for probably like an hour one day and then I tried to come back to it like a few weeks later and I think I didn't have my VR legs as well yet. Like I'm not super master at moving through locomotion in VR, but it had like one of three different ways to move and it was just holding the guns to shoot and everything was just very awkward. So I don't know if it's one of those that you benefit from actually buying one of those add-ons yeah. that would make your controllers a gun, but you also need them to walk and stuff. So Ugh. I think you could tell it wasn't exactly built for VR, but they tried to do it later mm. and it just, it kind of missed the mark. It was a cool idea and I wanted to love it, but I think the mechanics sometimes just really took you out of the the moment. Right, right. More frustrating than, than having fun. Oh, well. Uh, also, Civilization Six was announced coming to the PS4. So if that's your your oh. thing, there you go. Uh, Night School Studios, developer of the game Oxen Free, will see their second game after party release on October 29th for all platforms. That's the one you got to play. Gosh, at I'm PAX, excited about that, wasn't it? I did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It's and I I, I pre-ordered it at me if you want. Mm-hmm. I know it was on Epic Store, but it was again during that sale. Mm-hmm. Where I used my gift card before you're all like, you're going to get your stuff stolen. Eh, well, take my last 50 cents on my <laughs> gift card. I don't care. Whatever. But uh, but yeah, I'm ready for yeah, it. Yeah, for I sure. I think it'll be fun. I'm looking forward <clears throat> to it. Uh, Dying Light 2 story mode is said to be only 15 hours long, but the game itself will take over 100 hours to complete. Oh. So if you're comp- I feel like that's more geared towards like a multiplayer experience though too, right? Uh, so yeah. I'm not surprised that a story would be, well, I guess, quote unquote shorter, mm-hmm. even though I still feel like that's a decent length, but I know it's a full price game. So depending on what your ideas are on price via, you know, well, I mean, if the- value as far as long as long as the game is, wow, I am not talking well it's today. Fine. I apologize guys. But I mean, if they're giving you a hundred hours of side mission content and just other things to do, then yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's well worth it. That sounds like a lot of content to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're good. I mean, that would be fine with me. I think some people just want to play through the story and be done with it. You know, other people like myself. I'm probably one of those people who would, mm-hmm. um, unless I had a close group of friends that wanted to play it with. Cause We've discussed this a million times on the show. I like cooperative gameplay. That's that's about as far as my multiplayer gaming goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft's Project X Cloud will be releasing a public beta in October, allowing select players to play games like Gears Five and Halo Five from their mobile devices. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. In- right. Insomniac Games announced Stormland, a sci-fi VR game that will release on November fourteenth. For PC uh, mm-hmm. on the Oculus Rift, but I'm sure, considering it's Insomniac, we'll see it on the PSVR in no time. Yeah, the 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 other one that was announced though at this, are you talking about with like the Oculus event that was just up or whatever? Mm-hmm. Asgard's Wrath. Oh yeah, 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 is one that I have been waiting for that finally got a release date too. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have some cool VR games now finally to look forward to because I played that at PAX Mm -hmm. Asgard's Wrath. That was the game that I played when I finally got in to try the Rift S and it looks like it's so much fun. Yeah, it did. So, Uh, Twitch rolled out a huge major redesign. Brighter purple! (laughs) And really big font. Somebody told me though that you can change it. I haven't investigated it any further than that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was just like really big bubbly font for like following and stuff. I'm like, ah, what happened? (laughs) 
I mean, there were. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> there were a few other aesthetic changes, like easier browsing of live channels on the main page and a creator color tool for streamers to help accent their brands on their channel. So, if you wanted that uh, wonderful orange color to accent your date rapiness, there you go. Oh my god! I know. I'm gonna keep making shots. We're so. This is gonna be the the episode that you know. People are going to cancel us, man. To hell with them. <laughs> you want to support rapists? Anyway. They are highest engagement yet. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3 will have paid multiplayer DLC. I'm, I don't think a lot of people were happy about that. Yeah, like I just had to replay what you said in my head to try to wrap around why that was a paid DLC, but okay. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about Nintendo a little bit more later. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is adding team raids. Woo. Uh, Rockstar <laughs> finally spoke out about Red Dead Redemption 2 DLC rumors and basically said it's not happening. So okay. stop at the rumors. Well, they did like a huge update to the online. They're going to be focusing on the online for a hmm. while. Yeah. I don't know that it's taking off like GTA 5's online did, but I mean, that's still, still very much so played. Mm-hmm. What is it, 10 years now? Yeah. Say. That game came out. It's been a while. And it's just now to the point where you're seeing it at 30 bucks as a normal purchase mm-hmm. when it was like, what, two years ago? It was still a full price game. And even still at 30, it's just like, uh... Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's the cheapest I've seen it as a regular price, not just catching it on a sale. Mm-hmm. So if the, if the online takes off, that's probably what you're going to see them working on until whenever the next game is they want to release. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed is getting a manga adaptation. If you if you want to read Assassin's Creed in manga form, there you go. It's it's happening. Uh, hey, fun fact: Keanu Reeves was also almost in Death Stranding, playing Mad Mickelson's character. Really? Yeah. Apparently, uh, I think it was a, a conversation between uh, Hideo Kojima and. I can never remember the guy's name. Nicholas Winding Refrain. He's a he's a, one of those weird I've directors never that any help. he directs those really uh, m- those movies that you're just like ah. you either like it or you're just like no nope, no nope, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, it's very uh, okay. love it or hate it. Yeah. Anyway, I guess he was trying to find somebody like he wrote the role for Mads Mikkelsen and. This other guy was like, if you want somebody to do it, great. Keanu. Keanu's the best. Keanu's the greatest. And he considered it for a moment. He's like, I'm going to stick with this. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't still really, I know as much as everybody else about the game right now, but I feel like with the the vibe I'm getting from what that character is, I feel like Matt's was the right choice. Mm -hmm. But I know everybody's in a romantic love relationship with Keanu, and I don't think any of us would have been upset if it was him. Mm-hmm. I feel like you hear he's in anything, and we're all like, oh, really? Keanu. You know, we all are in, in love with him. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. But I, I think Mads was probably a good choice. Seems like he has the right look for the, for the tone oh, yeah. of the character that they're going for in the trailers that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And finally, according to a report from Deadline, Travis Knight, the director of Bumblebee and Kubo and the Two Strings... Uh, is in talks with Sony Pictures to direct the Uncharted movie. 
Okay. So we'll see if it'll actually go forward now. Speaking of... Yeah, I was hadn't heard anything about it in a while. I thought it maybe it was dead already. I don't know. Speaking of, Spider-Man's back home. Yay for the yeah. moment since I get to talk about it. Although I will say in a lot of things that have been kind of floating around did kind of make me think, yeah, this is probably what's going to happen. Here's, here's a speculation on my part. They said this is for two mm-hmm. movies. Okay. Okay. And at first it was like, okay, well, maybe this is just kind of like a temporary deal. So until they could work out something that's more suitable for them and, and they're just trying to, to do something to kind of at least satiate the fans because fans were pissed, you know, because oh, we yeah. had that huge cliffhanger and it's like, you can't just leave us there. What's wrong with you? So my opinion, my speculation, they are going to finish Peter's arc with where they left off. They're gonna they're gonna tell that story. Mm-hmm. Then they said he gets to be in one Marvel movie, like separate from a Spider-Man film. Okay, I have my guess that he's gonna wind up in the next Doctor Strange flick because the next Doctor Strange flick is about the multiverse. They're going to kick oh. Spider-Man into a multiverse and leave him there, which will be the Sony-verse. Guarantee you. And then, Ooh, that's a good theory. And then he will be free and clear of the MCU, and then they don't have to worry about it anymore. I bet that that seems like the nice, nicest, neatest. And you know, yeah, I'll be disappointed for sure, but at the same time, I will be okay with that because at least, at least there's some sort of closure yes. as to what was going yeah. on, be- right? Yeah, exactly. Because that's yeah. that's what bothered me. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, the new movie's about to come out on Blu-ray, and I was just sitting there thinking the other day before this news came about, I was like, how am I going to watch this and not let it be bittersweet? Because when it gets to the end, I'm going to be like, okay, so this is not going to be cleared up. So -hmm. what the hell? Yeah. You know, I'm going to be left with this vacant void of like, well, nothing happens. You know, all this stuff. It's like, you Mm -hmm. can't, what? No. Because the hugest part of that whole story is him Spoilers. <laughs> okay, just I would think hopefully have you have you, have you seen Endgame? I have. Okay, yes. spoilers for Endgame. Three, two, one. Peter's dealing with the loss of Tony. Okay, sure. That's what that arc is. And if you go to the end of that movie, where he was, he'd finally just kind of, I don't know. It all hinged on that one thing. And I know a lot of people were just like, mm-hmm. he doesn't need. Tony Stark. I get that. Trust me. I get it. Yeah. He needs to stand on his own two feet. But that was the arc in which the story is being told. Okay. Right. So where you leave it hanging and then you you go into another movie and he can't talk about that. It's like, hey, you remember that guy that I. Like it never happened. Yeah. It's just that guy that I was having trouble letting go of. Well, I've let him go. And, you know, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. We're never going to talk about it again. And, And even have you seen have you seen Far From Home? I don't know that I have. No. I'll leave the, it alone. The, the, like standalone ones, I don't think I have. I'll no. leave it alone. But there there were some okay. things, some uh, character build. Like, I'm not going to cry about it if you, like, give me a spoiler. Because well, it's not like I think I had it on my I'll just, I'll say it like. Uh, need to do list. <laughs> the, the the bodyguard. Well, you've probably seen it in trailers. The bodyguard, Happy Hogan, uh, that John Favreau plays. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had a relationship with Peter in that movie. Kind of, I guess, Filling that void that, that Tony left in a way, 
because they were such okay. great friends. And that was another thing. I was like, so you just built this entire relationship up for these two guys really getting along and, and you know, bonding over the loss of their friend. And then you're going to take that away, uh-huh. too? To hell with that. You know, it just, I don't know. It made me right. mad. Made me mad. But now we're getting closure, but I guarantee he's going to get kicked out. Bet. I'd put money on it. Dallas? Vegas bets. Uh, truth or trash? Let's try okay, it. Okay, I got four. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Four opportunities. First, Apex Legends will soon feature cross-play over all platforms. True. They need a reason for people to keep playing it. Check. <laughs> uh, Fortnite will soon feature a crossover with Nickelodeon's Are You Afraid of the Dark? What? I'm trying to remember that show and feel like, what the hell would you even pull from it to bring in the game? I don't know, but it's almost Halloween. <laughs> okay, I, I guess I maybe I don't remember really watching it. Um, I don't. True. true. I, I feel like they've been pulling from all sorts of random places lately to put characters in the game. So true. Okay. Sure. I wouldn't held it past them. I don't think kids these days are going to know the reference, but let's see. I mean, why not? Well, Unless it's still going on, and I just don't know. No, I'm sure Nickelodeon... People with kids, let me know. I'm sure Nickelodeon's getting ready to revive it like they've been reviving a lot of other shows of theirs. So I'm sure it's on that, that bucket list. Good point. But actually, in fact, it's not going to be Afraid of the Dark. Actually, Fortnite is actually going to soon see the invasion from another great Marvel Comics villain, Doctor Doom. Oh, Yeah. Is this a truth or trash? Yeah, you tell me. Oh, oh. It was the way you set it up. Like, you're like, and it's a side note. This is actually happening. Dr. Doom on Fortnite, Mm. too. I mean, we just. Sure, true. I'm just going to say true on all of it. (laughs) I mean, you got Batman. You got John Wick. I don't know how they fit, but, you know. It fits. I'm sure more that I'm just unaware of. Okay. Now, this last one. This last one's kind of big. Okay. Rockstar will soon announce. Grand Theft Auto 3 Remastered. Ooh. Ooh. I feel like that's a solid maybe for sure. I mean, it was the one that kind of catapulted the uh, franchise. Yeah, that's kind of what put them on there. Yeah, because it was like one of the first, like, quote unquote, like, open world. Um,. Mm. Did you give me a date by, or they're just no? They're, they're, they're just going to announce it. Um. Mm. Oh wow, this one conflicted me. Yeah. I want to say true though. I'm going to say true. Okay. True across the board. We're in that day and age right now, where like remasterings all the rage. So in a PlayStation Two title like getting remastered, why not? Yeah, I mean, look at what we did with Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it'll be like that level remaster, but uh, it'd be kind of cool if they did. True. But um, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say true. It just seems like that would be, I mean, they're about them dollars. Yeah. I feel like that would sell. And and they don't even have to be the ones doing it. I mean, they can hand it off to one of those uh, remaster studios mm-hmm. that are always doing it, stuff like Blue Point and things yeah. like that. So there you go. Satiate those people who keep antagonizing them for a six i mean i would i would look into it i haven't played three in a long time i probably would too Mm. yeah all right let's do some weird news the first weird news is more like a little headline of weird news um pub g 
recently released some new skins for their game. Uh, and one of the skins was called Leo or the Leo Jumpsuit. And you get to dress up like a lion. And you look like the cowardly okay. lion running around. It's pretty cool. It's so adorable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, they had to disable it because there was a bug that was causing the lion's tail to move to the front of the suit. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, if you, oh, that's great. If you had that, I'm sorry that you don't anymore. You just walk backwards? Sure. You know. Uh, the next oh, that's good. The next thing I've got is kind of following up on what I was talking about Nintendo a moment ago. Now, I'm sure some people would consider this regular news, but I feel like the criteria here is uh, fitting. I assure it's fitting. Now, what with Apple and Google charging $4.99 for a subscription service to play a variety of mobile games, one would have mm-hmm. to strongly consider how ludicrous it sounds to pay the same price for one game. Not to buy, yeah, but as a subscription. Because it seems Nintendo believes that their brand is worth that. Uh, as the release of the Mario Kart Tour for mobile devices came out, and it actually comes with a subscription service of its own called the Gold Pass. Now this for just that game. For just that game. This feature gives players access to gold gifts, which are exclusive bonuses for completing in-game tours, gold challenges, which are challenges that will allow players to display exclusive badges, and the 200cc mode, which is the fastest racing setting in Mario Kart Tour. So you cannot unlock the 200 CC through the game. Mm. You have to. That makes it sound very pay to win. For sure. And if that's not, <laughs> if that's not enough, if you would like to play the game's titular character, you know Mario Kart, you have yeah. to pay twenty dollars to buy Mario. Oh, Nintendo! What are you doing? Yeah. Now, considering you can play. Uh. The original Super Mario Kart with numerous other games for three ninety nine a month on the Switch. One yeah. makes you wonder what the hell Nintendo is thinking. I mean, not to make an excuse, do we know how much these like I know these app stores take their own fees? Has it become more astronomical since the change? Because it wasn't there something that these places redid their storefront or something to that effect well there was speculation for i mean it still seems awfully high but i'm just wondering if it's in response to well there was speculation on a story that i heard coming out of ign where they stated that when super mario run came out it was a pay in full game so you plot Mm -hmm. down ten dollars you have the entire game you know no microtransactions of any kind nothing you you just play the game you've got it all and then i think they shifted it to a you know you can play for free but and then if you want this you can buy and they adjusted the the model but you could still pay up front and play you know the entire game unlike this where this is free but then you have the subscription pass if you want to get that extra stuff now they were saying that super mario run did not meet nintendo's expectation of sales it sold well but not that well and they are thinking that maybe they were trying to approach So we're going to charge more and that's going to be the key i think they they see this as some sort of um, a better deal 
when it's really not because they were even saying they would plop down twenty thirty dollars to pay this play this game in full versus this nonsense which I wouldn't pay this no not even for a no. new racing circuit no absolutely not I'm not doing that especially when you could just like buy it probably on the switch for like a normal game or something well like again that, you, know? you like I yeah. for mobile games you're really not going to get me to pay more than like five bucks to be fair mm. but I don't really game that much on mobile like it's you know if I'm sitting somewhere and need to kill time because you know I'm waiting on an appointment or I'm on the train going somewhere then I might put something silly on just to flip through mm. but I'm yeah yeah it's it's no that's too much I don't I, I'm not a mobile gamer like there will be a game here and there that I'll pick up just out of curiosity I might get into it I might lose interest I lost interest in Dr. Mario not that long ago it was just like yeah I'm playing mm-hmm. it but now it's like eh, you know yeah. I just stopped playing it so uh, I don't think this is going to go over well and if they intend to make money off of this uh, it's not going to work I don't think it yeah, will. There, there are people out either. there who who have probably already paid for the the entire mm-hmm. service. And if they love it and everything, that that's that's fine. Yeah. If you if you feel like it was a good value for you, but I just the the way I mobile game. Mm-hmm. No. But it's 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 not just the four ninety nine. It's four ninety nine a month. That's mm-hmm. that's the key element here. If it was like five bucks for the gold pass, cool. There you go. There Ten bucks for yeah. the gold pass. There you go. But you are saying a month. No. So, like, let's say then that you cancel that subscription, you no longer would have access, I would imagine, exactly. to the things that came with mm-hmm. it. So, wow. Okay. And then the $20 Mario thing? Come on. Yeah. Like, just, it's a Mario game. You get to play Mario. Mm-hmm. That's the most ludicrous of all of this. Yeah. If it was a special Mario, Okay. Right, but not, maybe, but I still think 20 bucks is, is way too much for... I mean, they don't charge that much for characters and full-price games on, like, PlayStation no. and stuff like that. Like, come on, man. No, it's, that's ridiculous. All right. Um, we can go on about it all day. Um, yeah, we could. The next thing I've got is, hey, Fallout 76. We know it. We... Mm-hmm. To- We've talked about it a time mm-hmm. or two. We tolerate it. Uh, it's a game... It exists. With a curse at this point, if you ask me. Because I think it was not that long ago that I I made an off-the-cuff remark that no one plays it. We haven't heard anything about it. And I just kind of... Or at least the ones that are happy and just not blasting social media about it. It just kind of became forgotten. Well, it kind of came back up in the world again because um, more and more bad things (laughs) happened. Well, it's not really what they did, but it's something associated with the game. Uh, It seems that a Nuka-Cola-themed power armor collectible helmet. Uh, This is not not like the one that came in the the actual collector's edition, but a separate one that was produced by Chronicle Collectibles and sold by GameStop is being recalled due to dangerous levels of mold that have been found in the fabric inside the helmet. Actually, now that you said that, I remember hearing about this Mm. the other day. Now, luckily, no illnesses have been reported in regard to the mold, uh, but consumers are being urged to return the helmets for a refund. So, yeah. So, if you have one of those, please don't be stupid. Take it back. Mm. Because I'm sure someone out there is like, eBay. So, then if you're looking on eBay, Mm. don't buy them. Yeah. All right, let me go through some release dates because we got a few. 
a lot of few uh, a lot of good games coming out as well from what I can see. September thirtieth, we have Marvel Ultimate Alliance: The Black Order Expansion One, Curse of the Vampires DLC for Nintendo Switch, and Chop. That was a mouthful. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and Chop is Dish for Nintendo Switch. Then on October first, we have Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint for PlayStation Four and Xbox One, Sniper Elite Three Ultimate Edition for Nintendo Switch. You know, a girl who chants love at the bound of this world. For PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Then we have... This one This one tricked me a little bit, so I'm going to try to break this down as best I can. We have okay. Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition, plus their DLC content, Planetscape Torment, and Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition, all coming out on the same day for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Got it? Good. Okay. Uh, Ready, Set, Heroes for PlayStation 4. Which I remember seeing something about. I think I wanted to try that, but I can't remember. The name rung a bell. Yeah, it's not ringing. Maybe not, maybe not enough. Uh, <laughs> Super Crate Box for <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Destiny 2 Shadow Keep DLC for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Lentarium. That sounds good. For Nintendo Switch. Roman Rumble Lost in Las Vegas. Asterix and Obelix XXL2. What, what is with these long-winded titles for playstation 4 xbox one nintendo switch never winter up like you got to get a bigger box just to put the name of the freaking game on it (laughs) uh never winter uprising for playstation 4 and xbox one and 80 days for nintendo switch i didn't really care for that game i played it on pc it was kind of like i don't even know what it is i got it for free for something i don't remember what well at least the price is right yeah uh, October 2nd, we have We Were Here 2 for Xbox One, SpookyGhost.com for Nintendo Switch, As Divine Kamura for Xbox One, and Norman's Not In for PC. It's finally coming out. There we go. <laughs> yes. October 3rd, we have Candleman for Nintendo Switch, Fault Milestone 1 for Nintendo Switch, Neocab for Nintendo Switch and PC, uh, Hexagroove Tactical DJ, Galaxy Champions TV, Case animatronics and cubics, all for the Nintendo Switch. And then, finally, on October 4th, we have Ghostbusters the Video Game Remastered for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. I will probably get that at some point. I would like to play it again. I feel like I have the original, so I don't know. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't like to buy a game again. Well, see, the, the version I played Video. was on the Nintendo Wii, and the character designs were oh. cartoonish. And I don't know. I think I just had it on PC. And you probably had the proper version, just maybe not this remastered version, but you had a... Right. Like, your characters, look they look like the actors. Yeah. yeah mine didn't. They, they look like cartoonish uh, versions of those actors. So yeah. I don't think I got a proper okay. version of the game... I got a downwinded <laughs> version because the Wii couldn't handle it. Like the bootleg yeah. copy. <laughs> Pissed me off. Because I saw how awesome they looked on the other. I was like, I want to play that one. Why didn't I get those? Uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint for PC. Slabwell for Xbox One. One Night Stand for Nintendo Switch. The Tiny Bang Story for Nintendo Switch. Cross Nick Plus. I'll go with that for Nintendo Switch and PC, and Ryan Land's Hammer of Thor for Nintendo Switch. And then PlayStation Plus for October, we have The Last of Us Remastered. So if you didn't, you haven't played it. Nice. There you go for free. There you go, guys. And then MLB The Show 19 
Then Xbox games with gold, we have Timbo the Badass Elephant. That sounds fun. For uh, <laughs> Xbox One between October 1st to the 31st. Friday the 13th, the game, which I would recommend. Uh, Xbox One, October 16th through the 15th of November. Disney's Bolt. No one wants to play that for Xbox One and 360 from the October 1st to the 15th. And Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge, available October 16th to the 31st on Xbox One and 360. There you go. All right. There's all your games. <clears throat> it's time to play the name that game. All right, I've got. Do I have one, two? I got four today. Like twelve today. Okay. No, I got I got four because this is what we're doing the rest of the day, folks. I did I did dig for some games. Okay. Um, and I wanted to stick with the ones that were interesting because sometimes, like like last week, they're just not that interesting. Last week was like I think one of the most bizarre so far. Yeah. But this week we had there were a few that kind I'm of had some. I'm still upset about the guy naming his game. I'm or like here's my game. I'm sorry or something that yeah. he didn't name it that. Like I'm still bitter. Yeah, it's fine. I'm sure. I wonder how well his game sold. I you know all. what I've already forgotten about it. I probably I was gonna check whatever. I was gonna look into it. But I mean, you see his sales pitch. That's how good it was. You forgot about it <laughs> exactly because you didn't pick the name I would have uh, gravitated towards. So. Mm-hmm. All right, first one. Oh my kaiju! It's kaiju! Get your kite into the sky now! The kaiju are coming to town to burn it down. Save your Meemaw, save the universe, fly or die. Non-stop kite flying, kaiju fighting, side-scrolling action. Look out for interstellar kaiju invasions. I said invasions. He did. There's too many. There's too many. Uh, Protect your kite, and it may save your feeble life from the claws and jaws of the towering beast's attack. Using state-of-the-art kite-flying physics and controls engineered to accurately and precisely simulate an actual real-life kite-flying kaiju attack, this procedurally generated platformer ensures each and every platform you land on is one ripped from the grip of Random Chaos Incarnate. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Are you excited for this game? I don't even know if I'm sure what just happened. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of kites. There is. And And side-scrolling. I heard that. Side-scrolling, kite-flying action. All right. Is this A, Kaiju Kite Attack, B, Flying Monsters in the Park, C, Super Kite Flight, or D, the AKA Kaiju Defense Initiative? Ew. I kind of want to go with A or D, but my gut was saying A early on, and I'm just going to go with it, and I'm going to say A. The answer is A, Kaiju Kite Attack. All right. Good job. Someone who finally named it about their description. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off yeah. to a good start. Mm-hmm. Okay, this next one I want to I want to put a little emphasis on. Um, I'm trying to figure out 
how to you know what I'm gonna go old school trailer guy okay <clears throat> best I can anyway in smoke infested lands one hero must rise to the top in order to rescue those closest to him fighting the way through hordes of foes that seem near limitless but there is glory at the end of his battle if he can make it Fight your way through an onslaught of cigarettes and track down your beloved Mary Jane from the clutches of evil Dr. Hydro. Acquire an array of weapons, dispense maximum damage, and make an impact against the mad scientist and his army of toxic minions. All right. Token it up, I see. Got it. Is this a... Colonel Chronic versus the Cancer Boys. B. Joe Blunt up in smoke. C. Ganja Man weed out. Or D. Reefer Revenge. I was pretty set on B until you said D. I'm going to go with B, the Joe Blunt one. Answer is B, Joe Blunt, up in smoke. Look at you. You're already two for two. I know. It can only go downhill from here. Can I have a record-breaking three? Let's see. I mean, hey, you got two more. This could be a queen sweep. Could be. All right. This game is an adventure puzzle game where you explore surreal lands through four chapters. Travel to a flesh world with giant skulls or a world filled with exploding pumplins, which Flesh are like... world with skulls? Yeah. Or okay. or a world with exploding pumplins, which are like pumpkins, but they are not pumpkins. They are pumplins. Okay. Thank you okay. for the clarity. Sure. Uh, you can even see multiplying amoeba and cat televisions. Oh, God. While exploring these new worlds... You may also encounter a number of strange folk, such as Yippy, the gay leather mouse who bakes donuts using vegetables, or Kizzy, the computer who is afraid of Y2K, maybe Myrtle, the anti-cop queer skater punk, and even Fancy Andy, the ampersand-shaped butler who would rather do anything else than be a butler. Find the magic power... (laughs) Within each chapter... I'm just staring at him blankly right now. <laughs> just so you guys know. Find the magic power within each chapter. Get powers bes- bestowed upon you by the magical furry boyfriends. Solve the puzzles and save the world or something. They weren't very clear on what the goal was. On what you're going to do, yeah. Yeah, you're just info. doing going through chapters things. Um, I have a feeling the name has nothing to do with this, but let's, let's, let's see. Let's hear them. All right. Is this A, brain-teasing furries, B, the magical world of rainbows, C, salad fields, or D, the round hole of the computer. I really hope C was yours. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with B, something about the rainbows, because it seemed like they had a lot of uh, references where they wanted to make sure you understood the characters were gay. 
The answer is C, salad Damn fields. it. I really thought that was yours. No. Ah, all right. Well, damn. The one yeah. time they were actually creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. Sure. However you look at creativity, I guess. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the last one here. This is one of those. Hmm. All right. Uh, hot summer days have come. So it's time to go for a walk on a beach and maybe find some hotties in there. Uh, play some naughty puzzle game with them. All you have to do is rotate the puzzle pieces to complete it. But you should be fast. Time is running out, and to find girls, you should make your way past this tiny hole. It will be an unforgettable summer journey. Are you ready? Yes? <laughs> is, is this A, summer lovin', B, Put in C, rotate screw, or D, hump beach. Oh, they're all bad. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay, I don't think it's C. There's something about screwing or whatever, mm-hmm. or a screw in or whatever. Put in, I almost kind of want to go with because I've heard dumber names for games in the past. Uh, what was A? Summer loving. Summer loving. Mm. See, that sounds good. Like a good name for a game. Yeah, which this is not. But this it, this game we play here on, on the podcast has taught me not to trust the developers to put a good game name out a lot sometimes. Um, trust your gut. I, well, uh, sometimes my gut's deceiving, man. Like, I used to have to go the opposite of what my gut said. Um, Summer loving. I'm going to I'm going to hold out that they actually named it like a a good name of a game. And you're shaking your head. So it was probably put in what name it was be put in. Come on. I almost just went with it. (laughs) The game was terrible. You could tell. Oh, well, it was was going to have a terrible name. That's true. That's true. I guess maybe I was holding out hope that it was a garbage game, but they're like, but if we if we name it something that sounds like the name of a game. No, they weren't going to I do don't that. know why I try to play devil's I mean, advocate for them. You were hoping. I am. I'm always like holding out hope. Yeah. Well, Lace, why don't you tell us about groundhog day like father yes. like son yes yeah so it's been a while since we've done like an official review of a game mm-hmm. um but yeah so i had the pleasure of playing this this week um so i guess it's been roughly what 26 years ago we had a movie called groundhog day which starred bill murray as phil connors who is sent to celebrate uh, and cover the Groundhog Day, which was celebrated in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, only to be found that he was stuck in a time loop, which forces him to relive the same day over and over again until he figures out how to break it. And a sequel may have happened in the least likely way that you would have imagined in the form of a VR game called Groundhog's Day Like Father Like Son where you are playing as Phil Jr., who has been pursuing a career as a social media influencer, and like father, like son, he's pretty much a dick. 
that's the technical term I think for it. Yeah, (laughs) he's just a jerk, right? So Phil Jr. uh, he comes home to Puxatawney right before Groundhog Day to attend a celebration of Phil Sr.'s life, who we realized had just recently passed away. So since Phil Jr. has made a decent career in social media influencing, he comes home hoping to record something crazy for his vlog to upload to Streamblur. And hopefully get out of Puxatani as soon as the event is over. He's got mm-hmm. that plane ticket already booked for the end of that evening. And he wants to get out of this podunk town that he hates so much. Because everybody in it is just garbage people to Phil Jr. He's way <laughs> above them. Okay. So as the game starts, you wake up with the familiar song, I got you, babe. Playing on your clock radio. You can reach over, turn it off, slam it down, break it, however you want to do it. Um the game kind of plays like a very simple like point and click i do recommend if you play this game in the beginning before you get out of bed just play with all the stuff that's on the nightstand there they got some little funny things that'll happen right there so long as you're willing to explore in it i'm gonna try to do this review as spoiler free as possible to keep in mind um some mechanics and stuff might be considered that but i i don't think so overall in the story sure but anyway, so definitely play with all that stuff on the on the nightstand uh, before you decide to uh, resume with your first full day here in Puxatawney. Um, but so it's like a point and click. In his bedroom here is kind of your tutorial. It's not going to take you long to figure it all out. Uh, so you can get up out of bed. They have your typical things that you would do in a VR game to waste time to kind of get uh, a handle on the mechanics. Uh, if you go further into the bedroom, you can roll up tissues and throw them in a basketball hoop that's hanging over a garbage can and keep score. Um, there's a guitar on your on your couch that you can just strum along to for a little bit. You can sit at his desk and draw as he encourages you to draw penises. Yes, he does nice. this several times. <laughs> He's a very grown-up adult, as you can tell. Uh, it doesn't seem to matter if you, in fact, draw anything or not on there. I did try to draw some stuff, and no, no, no commentary happened as to, to what I was doing there, even when I did try to draw a penis. I thought maybe I'd get an add a girl for that, but no. Um, so you could also just pick up various objects uh, that is uh, thrown throughout the bedroom to hear Phil Jr. comment on the relevance that it has in his life from uh, mixtapes to CDs to awards that he may have on things. And he'll just give you a slight little background of why it's there and why it's in his life. Or maybe you can slam an entire bottle of whiskey for a little morning drink. Wonderful. Can get hammered. So beware. Uh, So after you are done poking around his room, you head for the stairs, and this is where you're going to pretty much start the game. Um, As soon as you open the door atop the stairs, you're stopped by a phone call to which the game makes you answer. It's Elise. We'll find out who she is later on. You will find uh, after you sit there and you get berated for being in Puxatawney from this Elise person, uh, she lovingly tells you to go F yourself, and you're allowed to head down the stairs. Uh, which now is just incomplete chaos. Your mother is on the phone attempting to get breakfast made. Your brother is at the door yelling at his two boys who are playing outside in the snow. Your teenage niece is complaining in your typical teenage angsty way while your sister-in-law just sits quietly at the kitchen table, clearly has had enough of this day already. You have a moment to take in this scene. You can go make yourself some breakfast if you like, talk with your mom about the events of the day and how you're ready to leave the instant it's all over, trying to rush everyone out the door so you can just get to this freaking ceremony already and get out of Puxatawney for good. So as you're doing your best to get everyone in line to leave for the ceremony early, because if you have to stay in this town one moment longer, you're going to lose your mind. He reminds you of this quite often. 
So while you're in the living room waiting for the scene to play through, the kids outside throw a snowball. It breaks the kitchen window. The cat on the mantle of the fireplace jumps down and breaks the fish bowl, which causes the niece to go full-on teenager tantrum and stops out of the living room, threatening to leave. Just as your brother calls out to her to not have... You don't have a license! The car manages to drive through the living room. And that is the end of this first scene. Welcome home, Phil. So uh, now, as you may, if you are familiar with the movie or not, this is where you realize now is when you're going to need to make sure none of the above-mentioned events happen so that you can get to Gobbler's Knob in time for the ceremony dedicated to your father's life and see the unveiling of a statue that was made in honor of Bill Sr. So this means repeating the scene until you get it right. So just be sure to pay attention to the chaos around you. There's a lot going on in that first one. There's conversations being had all over the place, which to me was kind of cool and overwhelming, but that's probably what it's like when you're at a family function, when everybody starts to fight with each other, where you're just like, you don't know where your attention's being drawn to. So I I felt like that scene played out very well. Um, But just if you pay attention to the chaos around you, I feel like you could figure it out quite quickly how to prevent those events from happening with Phil Jr. even giving you a couple hints along the way, like maybe you've done it too many times and he might on your fourth, fifth, sixth try go, hey, why don't we try blah, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. to uh, get past maybe a part that you're not figuring out how to prevent from happening. So if you do this and make changes until everything ends up okay at the end of breakfast, now you can move on to the ceremony. So as you continue on to the ceremony, you meet some old family friends, which introduces new things that you're going to have to correct throughout your day as you further yourself into the game. Each one is quite unique and amusing, I have to say. I thought to myself, though this was one thought that had crossed my mind with repeating so much, how would this game play out overall? Is it going to be one of those things where I'm eventually bored, tired of repeating this until I get it right? Uh, But the nice thing is, no, they do it in a way that actually makes it enjoyable. So for instance, uh, sticking with the beginning scene to try to avoid spoilers again as much as I can, um, maybe once you get a few things right, but you didn't complete everything. When you start again, the dialogue will adjust to ensure that you do the correct things, making it easier. So as time goes on and you've already completed the tasks to move on, you can simply come down the stairs and have the option to select fix everything and just go. So if you've already mastered that scene, it won't force you to replay it. You can, or you can just say, I've already got this done. Let's move on to the next one where I've got to start to correct the next scene to uh, finish the day. Mm-hmm. So uh, as you do, as the scene ends, you are watching Phil's thoughts play out via what he is posting to the game's version of social media and about how he complains. So at the end of each scene, it's kind of like you get teleported outside. It's like a really dark, foggy outside. Um, and in front of you, scenes of like, I guess, whatever their version of the social media, Twitter, will pop up giving you insight as to what Phil is thinking in between each of these scenes. So you'll see him post to his social media entourage and have a moment to read all of the replies uh, that he receives ranting about the situation that he's in. This does kind of move a little fast, though. So, And keep in mind, I was streaming this game, so sometimes it went too fast for me to read out loud to my viewers. But by myself, I don't feel like I would have had an issue. Uh, but I feel like a button allowing us to say when to move on, ensuring that we've had the opportunity to read all of it, might have been something to consider. So at the time of me writing this review, I didn't see a way of pausing this. It just moved on. Mm-hmm. You can hit the button to make it move faster, 
but I didn't see any way to just like leave it stagnant on the screen until you were finished reading. Um, but it was a fun way to see how he conducts himself and the persona that he has on social media with his vlog, Glass Half Filled. Spoiler alert, he's still a real jerk. <laughs> um, which makes you, which makes you this jerk. Because it is in first person. So it's very interesting to get that perspective. Uh, but it was a fun way to see, like I said, how he does his persona. Uh, I would recommend a little bit leaning into the jerkdom because that also makes itself a little bit fun because um, the commentary, although there is a lot of dialogue, doesn't change a mass amount, but there's a few things that I think you, you would find entertaining if you leaned into being a jerk on your first couple of tries at playing this day. Mm-hmm. The commentary can be great, but I digress. Okay, so in this scene, once you have finished reading all the social media posts, you're presented with the option to either restart the scene or move on with your day, which is nice because if you've come to that point and realize there was something that you totally could have done right instead of finishing the day, and having to work your way back to that point. You can just restart that scene or that part of the day and try it again without having to do the whole thing. So I feel like they did a nice job of giving you opportunities to not necessarily have to repeat every single thing if you didn't want to. Mm-hmm. So with that much of the story out of the way, I feel like too much would give you spoilers if I went into any more depth. How does it play, right? So I played this on PC VR with the Oculus Rift. Um, so you, if you've played it on PS4, I can't imagine that the game mechanics change that much. The experience might have been smoother or not, depending on one version. But just so you know, I played it on PC. Um, so <laughs> you've heard me talk about PSVR in the past, so I don't know if that would really help. Um <laughs> But um, I didn't have a ton of tracking issues, but sometimes it was quite difficult to interact with certain things in the game. So in the beginning where I mentioned um, you could strum on a guitar, which is one of the playable objects in the room. The first time you pick up the the guitar, the game asks, I can't remember, am I left or right-handed? Giving you the opportunity to choose. Um, But both of them will pop up as thought bubbles in front of you for you to grab as your selection of what you want to say, right? Unfortunately, I accidentally chose the left-handed option as I was attempting to choose right. I am not left-handed. And I never saw an option in the main menu to correct this. So if you screw up, you might just have to live with that decision. Um, So this could be kind of a hindrance with this style of choosing dialogue because I did notice sometimes as I'm moving the hands around, you might have to hover it off to the side or in a weird area until you see whatever it was you were trying to do light up. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, the just being able to reach and grab an object uh, or reach and grab a dialogue option, you you had to pay attention. You had to pay attention. It was very easy for it to float to the wrong place and then you've chosen the wrong thing without even thinking about it. Um, So... And again, playing it left-handed wasn't that much of an issue until certain mini-games, because it remembers this option. So I got through it, though. It would have been nicer if I'd been able to correct this mistake and make myself right-handed, but at the time of writing this anyway, they didn't give me a way to fix it. Um, So just make sure you really kind of hover over and pay attention to what you're highlighting, because this can be a chore. You want to choose the right thing. Uh, The same, like I mentioned, with interacting with objects in the game. Skew it a little bit this, that, or the other way. Uh, It can be a bother because there is a mini game at the bar where you have to make cocktails. And that was the one thing that I had to do a few times because it's kind of a timer. So if I was having a really hard time grabbing the correct object to do what I needed to do, I would have to restart that scene several times to try to do whatever the mini game was setting me out to do. So mechanics wise, not amazing, not amazing, but it wasn't 
so terrible that I would say it should turn you off from playing it, but just keep that in mind. It's not very refined. Um, but speaking of the mini games, there's a few that are kind of interesting that you play along the way. You find out later that your brother is addicted to cappuccino and the machine at the house is broken. He must have his cappuccino or how can he go on with his day? He will be gripey all day long. So once you play along, you find out how to fix it. It starts a mini game where now you're inside a cappuccino machine throwing beans at cappuccino machine parts. It was really weird and very lengthy. Once I figured out what to do, it wasn't that hard. But timing was everything there. Like you have to go fast. It's like you're shooting coffee beans at these parts but the beans will eventually come back together. Mm. So you have to do it fast enough that they all are broken. And it gets really crazy and kind of convoluted on how many different scenes that you have to play through with doing this mechanic. So seeing as how I was streaming at the time, it felt like the mini game was never going to end. But in hindsight, it actually wasn't that bad. You know, like it was, I I see what they were doing. I mean, it probably could have been a little shorter, but um, it was fine. Uh... Let's see. Maybe it was installed for more length. I don't know. Because it has nothing to do with the story or how you've been playing the game to that point. So uh, just play it through. But other mini games will include playing the guitar, uh, trying your hand at tagging with spray paint, mixing cocktails, and just a few more. So it's just a little taste of some of the mini games you encounter throughout the game as you play your day over and over and over and over. Uh, Some other mechanics include your phone uh, that is with you the whole time. So from here, you can see where you are on the map. Never noticed a need for this, but it's there. Your contacts, the ability to restart the day or scene directly from there, uh, which is nice if you know you messed something up and want to, instead of playing the entire day, like we mentioned before, you can just whip out your phone and restart that scene. Uh, and I will have to mention that this game is, is for mature audiences. And the only reason that I could tell playing it throughout was the language and the use of alcohol. Um, there is a lot of F-bombs that get dropped. And as I mentioned before, you can get hammered in the game if you chose so choose to. Um, so it is entertaining, though, because it's in a caricature, cartoony style. So when the F-bomb is dropped a good amount and you get straight up hammered in this style, I found it kind of funny that they chose this game style for the graphics and having that uh, dialogue. Uh, but warning, if you are the type that wants to get hammered in the game and you are prone to getting sick in VR as it is, you might not want to abuse this mechanic because I usually do okay in VR and with the drunk you feel, um, it's probably going to make you sick. It does wobble the screen around a little bit for you. And even with me playing VR for a while now, ah. Also, uh, the amount of dialogue was also impressive, especially from the main character, which is you. Uh, you don't see that a lot in VR games, in my opinion, where you have your own internal dialogue that happens with frequency, but I always felt like it added something to the situation. Uh, the voice acting was also pretty solid, although the choice for Bill Mer- Murray's character wasn't spot on at all. Um, but they may not have even been striving for that, so I'm not going to use that as a knock against it. It wasn't terrible, but it was clearly not him. Um, and it wasn't a main staple in the game at all, so um, not a big deal. Uh, but if you've seen the movie, your first thought will absolutely be that's not Bill Murray. But all things aside, all in all, I actually really think this was a fun VR game to play. With the glitchiness of the mechanics aside, I still found myself enjoying it very much, which I can almost imagine the glitchiness might be exacerbated in the PSVR version. But again, I never played that one. 
but this is a game that can be played from the sitting position in its entirety if you have VR but might be worried about space when making a purchasing decision. Although a couple of the mini games would have been easier had I been standing up, but it still didn't require me to move side to side. I mentioned that because I have a small VR space and I have to pay attention to that when I'm buying games. Um, it also has captions, which I appreciated. It appears as little thought bubbles above the character's head, and your captions are just thought bubbles that are in front of you. I like to turn these on just in case, especially with all the chaotic scenes that I was mentioning before. You're going to miss something. So this was a good way for me to like be able to read what everyone was saying to each other when everyone was talking over each other. Um, I do wish we had a little bit more freedom of movement instead of just predetermined places you could teleport to. Um, and if you're in a conversation with someone, sometimes it locks you into place until that person finishes what they have to say. That's the only thing that I think could be grating if you're playing for a longer session. But if you break it up in a few days worth of time, it's not that bad. Having to listen to the same dialogue over and over again and being stuck. Yeah. yeah. I did see um, actually one review complaining about needing to mess some things up and replay it to get it right. But and having to play it again but that didn't bother me because it like i said they give you the option whether you want to redo the parts you've already done before or not um i think they maybe thought it was more like a chore for a game but in the movie it was creatively done but regardless so take with that what you will um it wasn't a detriment for me um but thought i would mention it since it seemed to come up in a few different places that i saw people talking about the game so um i mean for me if you are a fan of the movie i think you'll enjoy the game if you weren't or have no idea what the movie is now's either a good time to rewatch the classic or enjoy this story as a standalone um so this is the third game actually that i've played from tequila works and so far i haven't been disappointed in their stuff um but if you need more refined mechanics and you're not really a story heavy game player um i I don't think you're gonna like it at all so uh but it is now currently out for playstation vr and on steam for oculus or vive and it is about 30 bucks us dollars i recommend it i like story heavy and like i said even with the kind of janky mechanics aside it didn't take me enough out of it to not be able to enjoy the game Mm -hmm. and i really liked it I really did. I found myself having a good time the whole time I was playing it. So hopefully I've uh, hit the nail on the head for some things that might have had questions about the game for you, whether you were deciding yes or no around the fence. Because I know 30 bucks sometimes can seem like a lot because VR games are never going to be 25, 30 hours worth of material, or at least not at this point. Hmm. I want to say it took me about, because I know some people equate value with length, seven hours? maybe six to seven hours worth of the game. So, and of course that all depends on how long it takes you to do the mini games and how long you let yourself just explore in the parts where it won't necessarily end your day because you finished a thing. You know, I enjoyed trying to make breakfast. I burnt so much bacon. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like a lot of fun. I've, I was kind of hesitant on it. Like the premise sounded interesting despite being about groundhog day. But mm-hmm. I think you've, you've sold me on it. Like, I really want to try it out. Now. It is a so, lot of fun. I thought I the story and the dialogue and the back and forth was, was witty done. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the coming-of-age story where, you know, you grow as a human and all this kind of stuff is in there, of course, as well. Kind mm-hmm. of in line with the movie, you know. Sure. But uh, But there's no, like, killing yourself over and over again, which I feel was good to not add that in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> From a first-person because... perspective. 
I was wondering if that was going to be because like there was what that little chunk in the movie where mm-hmm. he was like screw it if I'm looping I'm gonna go all sorts of crazy and buck wild and do all of these different things and um, they did not add that in there which I think was a smart choice well yeah maybe I don't know I'm kind of at a I don't know I'm I'm yeah, being salty. It depends on how they decided to do it, I guess. But um, well, I guess I'm just being salty because of my YouTube video that got taken down recently. And just, you know, oh yeah, that because so fresh. you know I was I was being promoting self harm, which I don't think I was, but it's just me. No, it's my perspective because I'm looking at it as filmmaking. And I sh- I shit on the movie if you watch, <laughs> if you watch the commentary. <laughs> I didn't say this is a piece of art, like it was just the right? greatest thing ever made, and I'm just going to defend it to the end of time. Mm-hmm. I know I tore it apart. You know, it's like I can't even watch it, but but this wanted... is a part of my life, guys. Yeah, don't don't this take is it what down. Built me into it today. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just I don't being get you too, man. It's okay. It's still up. <laughs> I'm they just, just wanted to let you know some people had issue with it and called it a day. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean. The the new version is not up, but mm. the old version is still up. Maybe so, don't tempt fate like that. No, I'm not. Just I'm not like going that. to point it out. Like, like in an hour, you're going to get an email from YouTube. I just wanted to point out that it's still <laughs> there. Just wanted to let you know. They didn't have a problem with it beforehand, mm. and now they do. How many years ago has it been? Uh, the first one you put up. That one... I think I posted eight years ago. I could see the climate socially changing enough that now all of a sudden it's an issue, whereas people mm. may not have really thought about creating a stink about it before. True. But I don't know. Social media has snowballed very fast yes. over the last several oh years and yes. how it conducts itself. So who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah. anyway, I'm, I'm not going to tear into that. But hey, there, there was your review. There you go. And- if you want to go check this game out, if it sounded interesting to you, go check it out. Uh, I, I definitely think I'll uh, I'll get it at some point. Janky controls aside, I think I might uh, wait for a sale, but I, I do want to try it. Yeah, I and I could see waiting for a sale being a, a good option too. Uh, I, I I keep getting like these gift cards for other things, so I did again just use it on that. So it was yeah. basically like I mean, a free game for me, but. Um, yeah, I could see waiting for a sale would still be just as good hmm. of an experience. And who knows, maybe by then there will be a few patches and some of that stuff might get kind of figured out, too. For sure. But if that's all you got, that's all I got, and that's our show. Yeah. You Perfect. Can hit us up on Twitter sometime at Crash. You can send us an email at supermakercrash at gmail.com. Uh, you know, I'm actually going to throw this out there. If there's anybody still listening at this point, you know, because some people may just tune out, but I personally listen to the ass end of every podcast. It's just me. Um, I'm just going to say, if you've got, you know, we're, we're nearing a milestone in about two weeks. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is, but I would kind of hope that, you know, you people paying attention could figure it out. Uh, if you've got something you want us to do, I have an idea, but if you have something you'd like us to do for this milestone, put at us at Super Mega Crash and, and let us know what you'd love to see mm-hmm. us do on our milestone in two weeks. But if, if I don't get Let's anything, I'm just going to go with my original idea, and I think it's going to yeah. be a lot of fun, but I'm, I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> it could be. Say. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, you can find us on Instagram to view our weekly icon art. Plus, I'll go ahead and say this too. I've redesigned our uh, Podbean page to really accent the icon. So, I mean, I would still like you to go to Instagram and look at the art there too mm-hmm. with whatever little headlines I put with it because sometimes there might be a story behind it. But now you can really right. see the icon art. It's, it pops. It's, yeah, it's made to stand out and be bold. So I've mm. got to make sure that I do a really good job on it because I can't hide things anymore. <laughs> no, they're always so much fun, though. Mm. The, the amount of time you put into them is very clear. I try. It's great. Mm. Uh, support the show by pressing a like button. You can leave reviews on your preferred platform. and even go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions and tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and even youtube.com slash pencil paper productions. And if you just Google Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo, boom. There you are. There you are. You're going to find us all over. I found us on websites I didn't even know existed. And Ooh. there we are. Somehow. Like good ones? Well, they're podcast. They're like these small little podcast. They, I don't I even know you. how we got on there. It's just like, hey, listen to Super Mega Crash Brothers on this podcast site. People. And I'm like, I don't know what you are. <laughs> but we're on there. I don't even know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I'm Lacey Finley. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.